Hey, beautiful people. My name's Taylor, also known as Priceless Tay. And I'm your co-host, Teddy Rosario. We want to welcome you back to What the Finance. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of WTF. I'm your co-host, Teddy Arvazarian, and I'm here with Priceless Tay. So today, we're going to continue our saga about investing. What the finance are different types of investment. So um, let's go ahead and just start. So I'll let Taylor introduce herself. Just say hi, because uh, it's her first time talking to you guys this year so yes what is going on everybody i'm so excited for this episode like tadia said we're going to be talking about what the f are different types of investments now for many of you listening out there you most commonly think of stonks or the stock market you think of just buying tesla and that's it but today we're going to be talking a little bit more broader in that there are actually different types of asset classes and investments that for you based on if you want quick returns if you're in it for the longer run then all of these are going to be a choice for you like finance is not a one and done game it is so it can be so personalized for you in your life so we're just going to hop right into it the right. first so, one is yeah, real estate. And I'll let Tadia speak a little bit more on real estate. Yeah, guys. So last last episode, I was saying that um, if you didn't listen to last episode, go listen to it because it's the first part. So I was saying that investing is putting your money in different assets or securities, right? And I said that this week, we're going to talk about some of these securities. So the first one we want to talk about is real estate. And often of the time, we think that real estate is scary and it's such a big step and it's only for adults or whatever but these are just like myths that we need to debunk so real estate is actually super accessible when you're young as well i talked to um an actually um a real estate broker and he told me that as soon as you're 18 and older and you have a bit of money on the side you could literally start real estate so how do you invest in real estate well, first of all, you want to find a property that can bring you some money in your pockets. So real estate brings money in your pockets in two ways. The first way is when it gains value over time. So you're going to purchase a property and you're going to be able to sell it at a higher price than what you bought it for um, in many years along the way. So real estate is technically supposed to be a very stable market. So hopefully when you buy it, it will take much more value when you'll be selling it years later. Another way to make money with real estate is with um, money that you can receive every month in your pockets through rent. Um, and then yes, you're going to have expenses like mortgage, taxes, and stuff like that. But you're supposed to have at least enough money from the people who give you the rent to pay the mortgage. That's what matters. I don't know if Taylor, um, you want to move forward with the other type of investment or if you want to add something about real estate. All of what Tadia said, perfectly spot on. There's a big question nowadays, especially with our generation, Gen Z or millennial, early millennials, and that should we rent a home or should we buy a home? And it's really up to you with Renting a home, you're not building any equity within that home, meaning that you're not owning the home, you're just helping somebody pay off their own mortgage. 
But if you're buying a home, you could literally, like Tidia said, rent it out to some of your friends and help you pay off that mortgage and actually potentially live in there for free. This is known as house hacking. If you guys want to look it up, go look it up. It's absolutely amazing and can create a great source of revenue. Now, the next type of asset class that we're going to be talking about is called bonds. This is a market that's almost opposite of the stock market. Think of bonds like issuing debt. For example, uh, in the United States government, I know we have some people from the Canadian audience that Tadia brings and some people <laughs> all around the world, but think of bonds as your government really needing some money to whatever they want to do to help with education, to provide a better infrastructure. I know at least in the U.S. we need some nice infrastructure and roads that need to be updated. And what they do is they basically ask the general public or go through a financial instrument called a treasury bill that you are able to purchase, purchase this, basically give your money to the government. The government uses that money to do whatever they need, whether it be building more roads, building more educational schools, anything along those lines. And then after a certain period of time, what's called a maturity in the bond market, you will be able to get your money back with a certain interest rate or coupon rate, which is the terminology that is used in the bond market. Um, just a reminder that the way in which that we're going today for these kinds of investments is like the least riskiest to the most riskiest. So pretty, pretty less risky real estate and bonds. And next up, we're going to move over to Tatium and pass it to you with the stock market. Right. So I want to add that with bonds, um, it's also something that you can help with. It's also something actually that you can diversify your portfolio with. So let's say you have like 90% of um, the stock market. Um, and then like, I'm going to, I'm going, to talk, I'm going to talk more about the stock market, but let's say your portfolio holds 90% in the stock market, but maybe you want to add like a 10% in bonds and just diversify. Um, so like Taylor said, it's really like kind of investing in your um, government and it could be a city, it could be a state um, in Canada or province, and you have like all sorts of types of governments that you can invest in and like give your money to them and hopefully they'll give it back to you because it's governments, they're supposed to be um, stable, but just understand that there's still a risk because government can still um, go bankrupt like we saw with Greece and stuff like that. So yeah, that's the risk. So moving forward, the stock market. So what is it? The stock market is a market where you can purchase stocks. <laughs> uh, so what's a stock? A stock is a tiny part of a company that you can invest in. So by purchasing a that part of a company, it gives you the right, for example, to go vote in the assembly. It gives you the right to receive a part of the profits if the company distributes dividends, which is a retribution of the profits to the investors. And as well as when you hold a stock, that stock can fluctuate in the market um, according to supply and demand, which is a concept, an economic concept um, that simply says that if more people want the stock, well, the price will go up. And if less people want the stock, the price will go down. So that's how the price um, of a stock fluctuates. It's all about the environment with the people, the investors, the bank. Um, and the risk that comes with investing with the stock market are very um, 
diversified risk. So you can have a risk because um, of the company itself. So if the company has uh, any drama or um, has not been performing and the stock might go down, um, you can have a risk based also on um, economic things. So if the economy is um, not doing well in the country or the world, um, the stock could go down. You can have all sorts of risks, like let's say if politics also can affect your stocks. Um, the COVID-19 can affect your stocks. Everything can affect your stocks, basically. But there's different strategies that we're going to teach you in a different episode um, to uh, lower your risk um, and um, have a safe investment journey. Mm -hmm. And within the stock market, too, there's a whole bunch of different financial instruments like an ETF, which is an exchange-traded exchange fund, like a mutual fund, like an index fund, or just simply individual companies. So just for the purpose of this episode, there are those instruments. I'm going to go from least riskiest to most riskiest. Index funds are like a Easter basket full of stocks. They're least, the least riskiest out of the stock market tools. Then you have mutual funds, which are highly diversified portfolios uh, managed by money managers. And for that, you need to pay a small commission. It is a little more riskier, um, but it, overall, it's still pretty not, not as risky as some of the others. Then we have ETFs, exchange traded funds. Think of them very similar to the other two, except they kind of go along the lines of different asset classes. For example, if you want to get into gaming, there might be an ETF that has a whole bunch of different companies that have gaming sector like Penn National Gaming or, or something like that. Then you have individual companies, and you can think of this as Tesla, Facebook, Amazon, Google, and because this is individual, it can fluctuate very much because like Tadia said, any news that impacts these stocks, for example, when Elon Musk shoots out a tweet <laughs> saying that he's launching a new product, guess what happens? Everybody flocks over to Tesla and makes it go basically viral, and that's why we see all these fluctuations. So that is from the least riskiest to the most riskiest within the stock market. I just want to throw in here this fun little asset class specifically for the ladies and gents too. If you like some handbags or some Birkin bags in this situation, just wanted to point out that you don't have to go the traditional route, just like anything. You don't have to go through the traditional route of school. You can go through trade school. Just like investment, you don't have to go through the traditional route of the stock market and bond and real estate. You can look at alternative assets like the Birkin bag, which actually returned 14.2% compared wow. to the S&P 500, 8.65% a year and gold negative 1.5%, which is absolutely crazy. This bag people invest in, they, a lot of them do a collection um, and they're really, really premier. They do cost quite a bit of money, but there are platforms out there, which Tadia will talk about next with art, that you can actually invest in these alternative assets. So keep an open mind. If you're a creative person, do creative assets. If you love handbags, this might be something for you. If you love art and love everything about Picasso or you know, any other, <laughs> any other art people, then check it out and start investing in things that you love, not just things that, you know, are the common routes. 
Yeah, exactly. So I, I didn't know you could invest in fashion like that. That's that's quite remarkable. Mm -hmm. um, but like Taylor said, you can invest in so many different things, like what, whatever rocks your boat. So like we mentioned, art is another thing you can invest in. You can purchase a literal piece of art that you can hold um, somewhere safely. And that art, just like we mentioned with real estate, it can actually gain value over time. And when you'll be able to sell it, you'll be making banks. Um, so I've never invested in art, so I don't know much about it. But for example, there's not only art, you can invest in gold, um, you can invest in piece of collection. So um, I know someone who just collects cards and um, random cards, like it's a game that's called Magic the Gathering. I don't know if you guys know about it, um, but it could be hockey cards or um, football cards, basketball cards, and you just hold them for several years. And one day you just end up having a collection that just has value. Um, so it, whatever really is your thing, you can invest in um, little coins, um, whatever collection you have. Um, so moving forward, you can also invest in crypto and crypto right now, it's just been such a crazy thing. And I know a lot of people are talking about it and not, and I know also a lot of people are curious about it. So what do I know about crypto is that for me, it's a place for diversification in your portfolio. Um, if ever, like we said, with the stock market that you could diversify with bonds, well, for me, you could also diversify with crypto. That's the strategy I'd be going with. But again, you can, if ever you want to take all these risks, you can invest all your eggs in crypto if you want to. I know a lot of people who are just making banks with crypto and they're fine just like that. So what is it? So cryptocurrencies is just a, a different way of, um, how can I say that? It's a decentralized asset. So it's something that kind of goes against the economy. Mm -hmm. And this is why you don't have to pay taxes on it, by the way, with, with crypto, which is one of the big selling points for a lot of different people. Um, Bitcoin right now, you know, this episode's coming out in a few days. Bitcoin is going absolutely wild. Like yeah. if you guys look at the chart, it's risen hundreds of percents for the past year. And even for the past few weeks, it's been pretty crazy. But with these kinds of movements, it is not typically normal that you see such a parabolic or go to the moon skyrocket type movement. And so there's always going to be a point usually with investments that it just comes crashing back down. So this is why we say it's really important to be not only diversified, but to understand the literally think of an asset class like your friend like real estate's kind of chill vibey do whatever you want crypto is like that cr crazy friend that's like let's just do whatever we want let's go spontaneous do you know do skydiving this kind of thing and so it's just super important to understand what you're getting into feel the vibes of each different uh, asset class and go for it again if you are a new investor or trader maybe crypto was not going to be the exact place for you. Maybe you're a little bit nervous and you don't want to risk all that much in losing your money or losing even more than which you had started with. Uh, so just really pay attention to all those different asset classes. And I think we're going to close it out here. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Just to finish up, I just want to add a little quick story to help you guys find which asset you want to start with. So for example, I knew someone who invested in stock market and for him, it was just going too slow and it was stressing him because it was just like nothing was happening for him. So this is where he decided to look into crypto and find his way into crypto. So for me, it always starts with the basic and then you move forward by figuring out who you are as an investor to other kinds of assets. Um, but yeah, this is it guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Um, come back next week. We're going to have Taylor teaching us more about investing. Um, so it was always a pleasure talking to you guys. And if ever you have questions for us, you can find me at Teddy Rosarian. You can find Taylor at Priceless Day. And um, that's a wrap. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to WTF What The Finance with the one and only Teddy Rosarian and last but not least, Taylor Price. Make sure to receive all of the updates on WTF by texting WTF to 424-226-5797. Message and rates may apply.